This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, everybody. I'm Seth Busby, editor of Flying Solo. Welcome to our weekly podcast where we step inside the minds and lives of soloists and small business owners. Today's guest is Claire Southall, a marketing expert and founder of The Customer Profiler. Claire has an obsession with putting the customer at the center of the marketing journey, and she's a really great believer in the power of data. She joins me here today to share how small business owners should approach their marketing and how to distill the essentials in a marketing campaign. Welcome, Claire. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Hi, Sess. Thanks for having me on. Now, small business owners, a lot of hats they've got to be wearing. One of them is marketing. What is the first thing someone should be considering when they're putting together a marketing plan for their business? Well, often the first question asked when marketing is like, what? So what is your product? What is your offering? And what do your customers need to know? If you're any small business owner, you've probably spent a lot of time planning this you know you could have have flashbacks of workshops you've been doing charts on walls or even consultants spending days with you trying to find the magic what but if I said to you you only have 15 seconds to describe your what could you actually do it oh because that's how long and I'm being generous here that most people take to make a decision about deciding what they're looking for it's no coincidence that people like Google ask you to describe your product or service in 90 words or less. That's very different to the old kind of idea of marketing. You had a lot more time to capture someone's attention. 10 years ago or 20 years ago to what you do today, our attention spans are so much smaller. It's like a blink, isn't it? Exactly. Like initially when you were starting marketing, you you talked about the metaphorical lift. If you got in a lift, you had that time to explain to your boss your product or what that was. That time's now shorter. It's literally 15 seconds. A valuable lesson that I've learned is to make sure you spend time getting this short pointed answer in your head. Drill down to the absolute essence of what you're offering. And what is that? My suggestion would be if, if you're going to take away three points, decide to yourself, what is my unique selling point? I.e., what am I doing that no one else is doing? Why do people want my product? And thirdly, do I have a clear understanding of the exact offer I'm doing? Spend time having a theoretical 15-second monologue with yourself. We're out walking our dogs. We're out going to the shops. Spend that time doing it. Can you write down a 15-second monologue? Practice this answer and see what you'll get. Manage to explain to someone why you're interested. So once you have this this line, what is it that people do next? Once you've done your 15-second monologue, try and shorten this down to single lines. 30 characters or less, so you're looking at five or six words, can you describe that product in there? Now, obviously, products can't be described or services can't be described in five or six words. But what this gives you the opportunity to do is come up with your different advertising or key construction points for your product. So 15 seconds, you've got your whole product described. That might break down into four or five key 
30 word characters or five or six words that describe your action plan. Sounds short and it sounds as if you're missing a lot of what you, you have to offer. But in realistic terms now, this is what the only real estate you have to actually get your product across the line. Whether you're comfortable thinking about this as in an online or a traditional advertising model, these principles are still solid in today's market. So it really is about honing that message and distilling it to as clear a point as possible? Exactly. Whether you are from a traditional marketing point or whether you're coming from an online-only point, you've still got three key areas to talk about. Heart of your product, key product characteristics, and how you're going to describe that product when someone asks. Now, going back to my principles, heart of the product. So these are really like your core brand values. What do you stand for? You need to be able to describe them in five words or 30 characters. Wow. What are your key product characteristics? This will allow you to think about how your executional elements are going to look or how your core customer segments will work. And these are your 90 characters or your single line definitions. And finally, bring that into a 15-second dialogue. This will give you a clear description of what you offer. This is what you want people to see when they're online or they get that first. Once they're they're into your wall garden or your world of what you are, that is when you can explain in detail the further offering. But you need them to come in first, so you really need to be pointed at the beginning. What about a marketing plan then? So they've distilled the essence down, then what about a marketing plan? Do they have to roll out an idea of how they're going to then get that message across? Marketing plans are another interesting thing to think about. Personally, I feel writing brand or marketing plans can be quite a dry academic experience, often necessary for either if you're getting money from investors or explaining it to senior people within companies or your group. However, does it really bring your brand to life? Personally, I don't think it does. It's more of the stats on the page. You need to make them feel more connected than the stats you see on the page. Something I like doing is trying to put them into the art of storytelling. If you look back in, in film, books, there's really seven different traditional types of stories that work, that introduce audiences and engage them and bring fans. You can actually take these profiles of stories and bring them into life within your brand. Turn your brand into a story that's about you or your product and people will follow you and walk with you. So can I ask what, what are those seven stories then? What? What are these archetypes people should be thinking about? They vary depending on who you on your industry and how you are. Um, some common ones for industries to think about, though, is if you're in an, a green industry or in a product that you're now sourcing in a better way or you are launching something that's an improvement on what you, you have seen before. So sustainability. Yes, sustainability is a good example of that. Think of stories about overcoming a monster. Now, think Jaws, Jack in the Beanstalk, or even James Bond. These are, in essence, stories about that resonate with the audience about good conquering bad. Use this into your belief of your product and your brand plan. Turn this into where you, as an industry, are moving away from an evil and creating a better product. If you're a small business, for example, and you're setting off and you're on your own, Imagine a rags to riches story. Here I'm talking about things like Cinderella, Scarface, or personal favourite of mine being Pretty Woman. That rags to riches story where you've seen some modest downtrodden character rise through the ranks and achieve wealth. 
Picture yourself as those people when you're starting your business. See yourself as the untrodden hero coming up and conquering it. This starts putting fun, excitement, and creativity into how you are moving your brand plan from stats to a storyteller. Another common one to think about, if you're a consultant or a private practice and you're offering some speciality product, picture the quest story. So when I'm saying quest, I'm thinking of stories like the Odyssey, Star Wars, or Lord of the Ring. Each of these depicts some character on an epic journey. As a consultant, Picture yourselves as these people. You can too be that epic journey, helping someone go and enhance their knowledge and really enter a new realm of understanding and helping them get through their trials and tribulations, what they're doing. Another one, maybe, to think about is service industry. So whether you're running a service industry, be that from hospitality or any other service industry, really, imagine the common story of the voyage and return. What do I mean by this? I mean, where people are going into a new world. So think of Alice in Wonderland, Wizard of Oz, Back to the Future. If you're a service industry, put yourself in that, in that heart space. Be those people who are, uh, who are ent- bringing people into a new world. Suddenly you've created, you're no longer just serving. You are bringing in a whole new realm that people can't enter to without you. These become your heart and your essence, which then become your story. Now, linking these to what I was talking about earlier, your 15-second dialogue, your five or six words, suddenly you are creating an exciting world that people just need to click on or read more about and want to be part of your story. This is how I believe you can actually be attracting audiences in and actually want to follow you. From any industry you're in, you have to remember it's not for you. You want to be the eyes and ears of your customer. So understand and be live your customer's life and they will follow you. Don't be afraid to ask people as well. That's probably something else that I've realized over time. My background is more quantitative analysis. So I've grown up believing in big data and believing in like numbers help you make decisions. But I've also became to understand that the belief in asking qualitative answers Go and ask people, ask people what they think and embrace their answers. And remembering it's not what you think, it's what they think. Because at the end of the day, you need to understand through their eyes what they're looking at. These are things you can do every day that I believe will help change the dialogue from pushing out your marketing to actually pulling people in to your industry and product. That's actually great advice. And can we touch back a bit on you mentioned that you come from a data background as well. Small businesses obviously have so much more access to data these days than what they ever have before. You know, data used to be just something that the big businesses had their hands on, but now if they're on social media, then they can get all their insights from their Facebook or their Instagram accounts or if they've got cloud accounting services and they can pull in data about their payment customer or stuff where they get all of their information about how their customer is behaving. Is that something that businesses should be really focusing on with their marketing? Uh, Definitely, 100%. Whilst we were talking about the what are you and how you you go and present yourself to an audience, the most important thing to remember is why people come to you. Now, to understand this, you actually have to look at the data you are getting. 
One of the benefits is it is all there at, at hand. Any of your online services from all your social to any um, Google advertising to even profiling what, what you have as a customer, you can understand the insights and why. Now, you don't have to be spending a lot of money finding them. Understand what are your key objectives you're looking at. So if you want to be measuring are your who your audience are, where they're coming from, average spend, frequency, familiarize yourself with that background data and ask about it. Ask and understand it and look at it. Use it to help you use your tools to, to switch and change your business. And again, ask people, ask people what they're doing and look at that. So it is really about making more data-informed decisions that will help your business grow? Yes, 100%. Don't go with your gut. Go with what you're seeing on there. And bear in mind, it's your customer, not you. So just because you like something, don't don't believe everyone does. Opportunity for A-B testing now is it's so easy. Now, A-B testing sounds like a word that's very technical, it doesn't. What it means is I'm running two different things. Let me see how it works. You can turn it on and off. So instead of having to now be invest and committing to something for months, you can literally run them for a day and go, this one's pulling in more people or this one's getting these kind of people. Change your words up, your advertising lines. Try different things and see is what's resonating. Switch up your call to actions. Use stuff on, if you're doing stuff on social or on Google, have a look at your call to actions that are already there. Going back even a few years, it was only seen that big people, marketing companies were able to use this now. The other thing to think about as a small business is use your targeting options. So if you're a small business operating, I I don't know, in, in an area, You might not want to be advertising to people on other states or you might not want to be advertising to people in another country. Use the data and the targeting options there to narrow your audience. So think local. Think local. You now have the ability to do that. You can go within a five-mile, 10-mile radius. You can pick pick certain groups. You can also even pick, I only want people who do – like X, Y, and Z, and don't like A, B, and C, narrow your audience down. Imagine you have a bag of coins and you don't and pick who you want to give them through. Don't go scattering them around. Target who you want. That's where you're going to get your value for your money. You're not gonna you don't need to anymore be spending lots of money on advertising big spends. You can actually do a small amount targeting a local group. These are all things that can actually help you find your right audience and you're not wasting money. Don't go for that scatter approach. Go for the hand cherry picking. I want to pick those up. Use that along with your call to actions and your your how you're displaying them in your advertising and see what works. Also look at time. Time's a really interesting one. You've got on social and Google, you can see when people are going online and looking. No point having them running all night if no one's there. Or likewise, if you're advertising to people who spend time at home as a social thing, you might not want it in the middle of the day because people are working. So think targeted will help you actually reduce your costs. Hmm. Can I ask another thing? Um, last year, obviously, there was that big thing where Facebook was going through some things with the government and they threatened 
to pull out of Australia and they actually dumped a whole pile of people's pages or basically blocked any content from running and it had a massive impact on businesses. I think a lesson that probably came out of that was that people shouldn't really be putting all their eggs in one basket. So what, in terms of marketing, should people be thinking about diversifying, not just going, oh, I'm going to put on my money and time into social? Are there, where should they be thinking about putting their spend, their marketing spend? If you think of online channels as traditionally a shop face window that has that are there. So really where we're getting to now, and we've seen it with COVID and people being at home, it literally is a window to your shop. People who are browsing going down an old uh, traditional high street, they will look in different places. So even from a social point, don't put your eggs in one basket. Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, LinkedIn, even TikTok now and others all have a different shop window and a different purpose to look at it. So Facebook is by far the wider stream, but the others have a very particular interest as well. And people look there if they're looking for certain things. So obviously, if you're a more visual based product, so photography or something, you'd be on Insta. Or if you're more crafty, it could it be it could be a Pinterest. And so there's your first point. Think about where you are. Also think about as well how to actually channel it through online searches. So thinking about your searches because and what people are looking for. People go, you know, and you'll put in, I want, you know, blah, 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 blah. How can you get your search coming up quickly? Now, there are different searches from text to having it as advertising. Think about that as where you've got. And this is what I was talking about earlier. If you can target your audience quite narrowly you're not looking of having to put hundreds of dollars everywhere you can actually spread that out and have a go social online and also and another interest is is phone pushing so pushing messages through phones because people are obviously looking at their phone all of these are now ways to think about it and i think from unless you are very much a, a gen y or someone who's younger it's it's quite a shift in your head to think about it as a shop window rather than a piece of technology. But you really now need to look at how it really is an everyday action. So all you need to do is picture yourself, where am I placing it? Picture it as a visual display of how you're putting your stuff up, if that's any help. Yes, cool. Thank you so much, Claire. I think um, I've taken more than enough of your time this morning. Thank you for all the great advice. Thank you very much for having me in. It was lovely. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.